There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes you are. Uh, each week we get together we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car, what else? Cars? Cars. We talk cars, about cars, cars. We? <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony if people want to support this podcast what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> But also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. What a beautiful sunny day. It is, yeah. And it's it's lovely and warm. It's lovely and warm and there's blue skies and suddenly I just feel really positive about life. I can't, I mean, I could tell you why. I've just had a coffee. But um, I just in general, I woke up this morning and went, you know what? I'm going to just stop with the negativity and go, hey. Life's not that bad. You only just stop that now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> really? I mean, we have been in lockdown for over a year. Yeah, but come on, mate. Like, get over yourself. It's fine. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> but there are things to be positive about here in the UK. You know, uh, uh, really? Restrictions are changing very soon. Yeah. Um, things, as I say, the weather's improving. Twiggy's, Twiggy's here. What are you doing, Twiggy? You're looking like you want to get on my lap. Can you just go to sleep, please? We're all going to book holidays and go abroad and bring another virus back and we'll go back into lockdown Let's again. not get hey! political. <laughs> Let's not get political. <laughs> We're trying to keep this light-hearted, Tony. Okay. Automotive-focused. I can do political if you want me to, though. No, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> you are controversial enough about the topic that this podcast is aimed at discussing <laughs> without you wading in. <laughs> he used to do an automotive column, don't you remember? Was it Did on it? the Times, the Telegraph? He used to do a car section. Uh, yeah, I think he, I yeah. think I do remember. So we yeah. could have him on. Let's get him on. Talk about his hair. Exactly. Uh, anyway, let's talk about cars. That's what we're here for. Uh, just before we started recording, we were chatting about the new Audi S3 and it wasn't actually on my list of things to discuss today, but it was an interesting discussion. I want to weave it in now to Good. the podcast. So, uh, this came to my mind because Archie Hamilton, ugh, oh. what, a, what a loser. <laughs> um, I've been a got disagree. <laughs> has been using uh, an S2 for the last few days whilst his Golf R has been having some modifications done to it. Um, no, he's and- already sold it. <laughs> Were we supposed to have revealed that? Sorry, actually. Sorry. Could you? <laughs> um, but yeah, I-, I hadn't really paid much attention to the new S3 until Archie's content came out and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's actually, that's pretty good looking. Yeah. I hadn't really realized that the S3 was out. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll look at what they cost. And I was shocked to see their relative value mm-hmm. because I think they start at 36 grand here in the UK. Roughly, yeah. Uh, the top spec, the Vorsplung edition is I think 40. 
And a bit more, but yeah. Fine. But we've been banging on for months and months and months about how golfs these days are overpriced. Yeah. And Archie's just bought a golf R's, spent about £70,000 on the thing. Oh, his dad did. <laughs> no! This is, not, this is not supposed to be an attack <laughs> on Archie. It's turning into that. That's not actually true, by the way, guys. But, but it, it got me thinking, is the S3 now actually a bit of a bargain? If the golf is potentially a bit overpriced, that S3 is suddenly looking like great value for money. Yeah, well, the, the the S3 always gets a little bit overlooked. It always has done in previous models, but it's basically the same car. But obviously, if you had a choice as a as a as a punter, as a person, even me, um, if you had a choice between an Audi and a Volkswagen, you choose an Audi every day, surely. But people just don't. They, you know, when you compare them two cars, they have the Golf, which is odd. But I think previously they did. I w- mm. I would guess, but but now because. Audi's quality, their design, their infotainment system, I think is a level above Volkswagen's. Mm. Whilst, as you say, the cars are fundamentally very, very similar, if not nearly identical, the way they're packaged up and what you get as a customer, I think is not just a good badge. You're not just saying, I've got an Audi in the garage. Uh, You know, you do get a better experience, I believe. You do. And I Mm. assumed, given everything we've discussed about golfs and how overpriced it is, when I was looking at S3, I was like, oh, it's going to be like 45 grand or something like that. And then the RS3 is going to be something ridiculous, like 57. But yeah, I, d- I don't know. I just, I saw it and I went, what a car, what a lot of car mm. for that kind of money and in the right spec. And Yeah, I mean, you c- you can get them to 45 grand, mm. the, the S3s, if you really need to. But they come with a lot more standard than the Golf R. So Interesting. They're, they're, I think they're very similarly priced as a standard car, but they come with a, a lot more standard. Okay. So, um you probably can spend 45 grand and no doubt the new S3 will be 55. R- RS3. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. 55, 57 grand because that rivals the A45, right? Of so, course. And they're that money as well. So, but yeah, uh, you know, everyone always goes for the Golf R because it is the best hot hatch at that price point. But now, is it? Is it? I mean, it's a good question, isn't yeah. it? it? It really is. Is it? And, and I think... You know, I used to have a, an S3 back in the day, a, the Gen 1 one, so the really nice bulbous yeah, kind of, yeah, I can't yeah. remember all the codes, but I really enjoyed it. I didn't have it that long, I had about six months, something like that, but it was a really nice car. And I just, I don't know, I, I'd probably ignored them for a while now because RS3s have been so dominant and so at the forefront. But yeah, that, that latest generation, and maybe when the new RS3 comes out, I'll forget about the S3 again, maybe it will get superseded. But I don't know, I think it looks like a really cool car. I'm, I'm very keen to have a go in one. Have the modern generation S3s, are they sort of good, usable cars? Are they stiff? Are they, like, how have they been over the previous generations? <clears throat> well, they always, they hold their money fairly well. They are, like the Golf R, very popular with thieves. Oh, so, with thieves? Yeah, they do oh, get, no. they're one of like, like with the Range Rover and a couple of other cars, yeah. they're one of the most popular Nick cars in the oh, country. That's turned me off quite quickly. S3s and Golf Rs, both of them. Really? Yeah, because they're nicked and then they're joyridden or used for, Robberies, because they're a quick 300 horsepower hot. Yeah, it's a desirable thing to nick. I'm but, tempted to nick one myself. No, <laughs> but there's, I've actually got one coming into stock. Do you? I do, yeah. It's coming in oh. on, uh, it's Monday today. I think it's coming in Wednesday, Thursday. So, what what colour? Uh, aura blue. So oh, is that like, the light blue one? The metallic blue, the darker blue. Uh. But, no, no. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's nice. Thank but you. No, that's nice. But what I've noticed with the news is they've done these like really in your face colours. There's a light blue a uh, yellow, a sort of putrid yellow, uh, and what's the other colour I'm thinking of? A red and a red. Yeah. And they're really stand out. I really like the fact that they're doing this. Yeah. 
Twiggy's desperate to get on your lap, by the way, and you're ignoring no, no, no. her, which is the basic. Well, she, she, actually wants, to get she wants to get on your lap. Yeah, no, that's the that quickest then. way to encourage her. Just, just do that. Just do what you did. Go on, Twiggy. Come, yep. come, go on. Oh, now she's going to come to my. Oh, no. I didn't know. I that was she a bit distracting. Yeah, no, no, she did. But, but if you ignore her, that's literally just telling her oh. do it more. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to what we were saying. So yeah, I like the kind of in your face colours. Yeah, I mean a, a, a hot hatch should be in your face. Really, yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, I would agree. Um, you have got to be a little bit careful though with them now because I know it's a little bit boring, but when they go over the forty grand new, they fetch the new. Um, tax. Someone was telling me about this. Yeah. So what happens is instead of it being 160 quid a year to tax, it then goes up by another 300 quid every year for the first five years. It's like a, um, it's like a value tax. Like a la- luxury tax thing. Yeah. So is the is road tax no longer linked to emissions or it is still linked to emissions? Both. Both. And then you get a luxury tax on it on top. For sure. Yeah. So anything wow. over 40 grand. Anything. So that's why the Golf Arbors and the GTIs were always very good because... They were a really good all-round car, and they're 150 pound a year to tax. Now they're not. They're going to no. be 500. They're going to go in that bracket. Bloody hell! Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a real douchebaggy thing to say, but I don't remember not paying 500 pounds for road tax yeah, for the yeah. last three, four, five years. Me too. Um, what a prick I am. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's move on. So, yeah, keen to try that out. If anyone's picked up a new S3, obviously Tony's got one coming in. But if anyone's picked one up, let us know below how you're finding it, how you're getting on. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm intrigued by how yeah comfortable and usable they are. Whether they're a bit too stiff, maybe I'll come and check out the one that you're getting. Yeah, in. yeah, more than welcome. If it's not going to, I might sell quite quick that, mightn't it? I think so. Yeah. Let's wait yeah. and see. So it's got a load of extras on it as well. So okay. Um, well, look, there's been some car news. We did actually record some chat about some of this car news last week, but it meant that last week's episode was so long that we edited some of it out. So I wanted to revisit some of that chat, but also there's a few new things to discuss as well. Um, so one thing which which I do want to revisit is the news that there's a new Mustang for the UK called the Mac One, because here in the UK, American viewers, you might not know this, we don't get Shelby Mustangs. We, we, we used to only get the V8 or an EcoBoost. The EcoBoost is now gone, thank God. But we don't get Shelby, so we don't get any special Mustangs. Of course, some people do import them. There's that company, Clive Sutton, I think, who are specialists importing the Shelby yeah. stuff. <clears throat> but when they get here, they, like, I think a GT500 is like 150 grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in the US, it's half that, if not more. Yeah. Um, Dodge Demons, I've seen going for 120 grand here. Amazing. So yeah, if they're imported, it's insane. Um, but this is sort of... Ford Europe's way of going, okay, well, there's maybe some demand here for a more driver-focused or, or track-performance-orientated Mustang Fair. in Europe. And so they've done this Mac 1, which is a very iconic old version of the Mustang, I would suppose. It looks really cool. They've, they've just sort of finessed some of the looks, made it a bit more aggressive, a bit more stance, it's got a sort of lip at the back, it's got sort of intakes at the front, and stuff like that. It, it looks good. And that supersedes the bullet? Yes, because the bullet is more of a sort of heritage spec. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's, well, let me think of an example. I offered one in the other day. Did you? They're super nice, but... Not for me, but... Yeah, like, uh, the bullet's cool, and it's got some nice bits on it, and it's, again, harking back. Like, Mustang, for me, is all about heritage. Mm. Like, it's a cool car, but you're buying a Mustang because it's a Mustang. It's not because it's the best car in class. No. It's, it just gives you some kind of romanticism of California, basically. And a V8. And a V8, yeah. For not a lot of money, 40-odd grand. Well, so the new one, ah. let me know what you think about this. 55. Now, well, go on, sorry. <sighs> no. Well, I mean, it is expensive, but, yeah. but hold on a minute. When you can spend that on a, a, a Golf R or when, when a BMW mm-hmm. M3 is now 80 grand now, 
They, they've got... Why would they not put their prices up? I mean... You know, it's that weird thing where at 55, you suddenly enter a slightly different market with what else you could get at that money. Julia. Oh, Julia Quadrifolia. You could literally get one of them at that money. It's a new unbelievable. One. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. An Italiano. Italiano, It's yeah. not going to work that much, but you're going to have a slightly nicer... Well, actually, you know what? The interior is the one thing I'd say would let down a Julia. <clears throat> 100%, yeah. The, dri- the, the, the The driving experience is very good. Interior, not so good. Not so good. But the same with the Mustang. Mm. Um, whether the driving experience is that good, I not don't know. That. But it's an experience. <laughs> it's, it's an, an experience. experience. I, just, I just have always loved the sort of idea of a Mustang. And um, whilst I've spent time in America, I have driven a few, even Shelby stuff. And they're just cool and they do their own thing. And I think at 55 for a Mac, well, it stands out from the crowd. Mm. And, and why not? But I'm quite glad that here in Europe, they've got rid of the EcoBoost because... It's a bit like a four-cylinder F-type. Yeah. Jaguar, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, is it? I mean, you'd rather a four-cylinder F-type than a... than than a. They're very popular, those They're very, F-type. yeah, because like, it's like it's like the, the, the two-liter Caymans. They're very yeah. popular. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I get it, but in my mind, a Mustang should only have a V8 and a, an F-type should have a... I mean, the V6 was good, so I don't really know if I've got an but argument here. But they don't just here, make... These manufacturers don't just make cars for us. They have to make a car for everyone. Of course. So, of course. Um, yeah, for, for most people, a two-litre engine... The, the, people don't even... You know, your parents, my parents, my sister, your sister, they don't care what's... They, want to, they, they don't want know to what the engine is. They don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, they just want no, to look no, cool. No. Yeah, they want yeah, they're on the cool. OC. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll keep our eyes on that. Um, I, think it's, I think it's good that, as I say forward are doing some performancey stuff around uh you know uh the forward is it what am i trying to say that we're finally getting some performance iterations of mustang I, I i know we've got corvettes coming and stuff like that but anyway long story short i'm a fan speaking of cars i'm potentially a fan of mercedes and the sl finally we're getting a i think it's the eighth generation of the sl I've spoken about it on this podcast before. I said, what happened to the Merc SL? Or no one bought it. No one bought it. (laughs) But I swear, when I was growing up, like mid to late, no, late 90s, early noughties, the SL was so hot. Like It was everywhere. It was everywhere. With the metallic folding roof. Mm. Like That's what everyone kind of had. It was the go-to performance car. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of just faded away and obviously then got superseded by SLS and AMG GT. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe it's, Maybe it's gone, but it's a very iconic badge within the Merc family, you know. Yeah, yeah. Harks all the way back to your favourite, the Goldwing. <coughs> Goldwing. Well done. All right. Uh, <laughs> you did it right. Um, it's and not so, actually the car I want. No. I thought it was the other one. <laughs> I'm all mixed up. You're all mixed up. You haven't got a clue what's going on. No. But, uh, um, but yeah, like so I kind of want it to be a thing. Mm. And it feels like maybe Merc are bringing it back and are going to do it right. So it's now going to be a soft top only. There's going to be no hard top folding convertible version or cream. Yeah. Oh, there's ice cream trucks here. Can people hear that on the microphone? Not oh, sure they can. Not an ice cream. Spring well. is here, mate. Yeah. Said the sunshine's out now. The ice cream van's here. Yeah. I'll do you want to run down? No, no, no. no? What, what's in your way? Professional. No. Be professional. Look like I care about my weight. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> you look great, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> We're not here to judge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I think the new the the follow up version of the AMG GT will then be basically a coupe form of the SL. So I think that's how it's going to end up looking. You're going to have SL as the convertible. Ah, uh, okay. GT is, the, and they're both going to be AMG only products. Okay. So, you know, like, I, I kind of want it to be good. It's going to be a lot of money and people are going to buy it. I don't know. 
Well, the, that that's always been the problem with it, yeah. especially over recent years. It's just always been a lot of money, and there's quite a lot of cars that are easily better. And well, if they price it right, as I say, if they do, if they literally follow that AMG GT model as we've seen by making fifteen different variants, and it's just the soft top version, then I think it will sell and it will be good. And they won't price it right though, will they? Because if no. manufacturers don't price them right, they'll price <laughs> them expensive. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. It will be. Um, but it is going to be one of the cars that we're going to see this new hybrid variant there's a few different hybrid variants coming from Merck which I think they're going to call the 73E so you've got you know obviously the C63 and the AMG GT63 four door whatever oh. <laughs> but the hybrid variant is going to be called 73E supposedly I think we're going to see it in the AMG GT four door first but then we're going to see it in SL and AMG GT and all these different variants so it'll be interesting I'm intrigued by it fair let me have my moment yeah <laughs> 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 well, from brand new cars, uh, there was some news of an old car uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago, the E-Type. Yeah. Which obviously we know I love. I think you love. You I admitted do. you love. Yeah, yeah. And I had that awesome experience in one of the Jaguar's own reborn cars. Yeah, yeah. Well, since then, they've announced that they're doing this limited run. I think it's 12 cars in total, celebrating the fact that it is the 60th anniversary of the E-Type this year. Yeah. Um, and each of the cars, there's six coupes, six six fixed head coupes, six roadsters, celebrate a really nice old story, which I didn't know, but back in the day when they launched the E-Type at Geneva, they think, I think, I can't remember if they took a coupe across or they took a roadster across. They took one or the other. And back in the 60s, Geneva was like almost like a test drive event. You could turn up and test out the cars and do bits and bobs. Imagine that now. I mean, insanity. <laughs> could you imagine Koenigsegg just going, who wants to drive? Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, there was so much demand and interest in whatever E-Type was there. They called up the factory and said, we need another one. I think it was a coupe that was there and they drove a convertible out. I think you're right. Mm, I am right. I will be right. I'm always right. <laughs> not, not about classics, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, I'll just interject a story here. Somebody, amazing listener, sent me a message this week. They just me? picked up a 360. Oh. And uh, they've also just bought a 4GT. I think the old shape 4GT. Okay. <laughs> the message just says, tell Tony to rein it in. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Because two cars that you previously slagged off. I mean, and it was so good. I was like, I've seen her. Yes. I'm so many. So you, you might still be listening if you are a very kind listener. Uh, I appreciated that message. Made me smile. Uh, I've slagged so many cars off. I don't even remember the ones. No, that's the problem. Off. You haven't got a clue. Your inconsistencies are all over the place. Oh, no. Um, but, but yeah, so, so these cars commemorate a journey because uh, factory test driver and the factory press man drove an E-Type through the night from Coventry all the way to Geneva. Mm. And these cars kind of commemorate that. They've got a nice little plaque in the middle, which is an sort of artwork of the route. And they're super cool. And I think it's just kind of like a nice thing. And I love stories, yeah, yeah. especially around the older cars. Yeah. And so celebrating a story like that, I, I think it's great. And the best thing is a Jaguar offering them as a pair. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, so obviously, I think it's like 300, slippers. 315 grand each. Are they? Or buy the pair for 650. Oh. <laughs> well, you don't get a bit of a discount if you buy the two. Probably, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is mad, isn't it? The world's gone mad. It's honestly, I cannot understand. I mean, the fact they're only making twelve means they're not really that bothered about selling them. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Well, let's see if I get off one for a press loan. One, <laughs> they haven't been doing too well. But no, I, you know, everyone knows I'm a big Jag fanboy, and anything like this, I get so excited about. Yeah. Now, should I bring this up on the podcast? Oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's go for it. Somebody messaged me the Project Seven that I drove in Cape Town during Drive the World still for sale it's been for sale for two years in cape town in cape town now when i was there we priced it up because obviously their taxes are very different and etc etc and their prices are very different and demand 
And I think at the time the car was like 110 or 115 grand UK money, which mm. would make it kind of on the button in UK values. But South maybe African a bit money less. was what? A lot more. No, no, no. That, that was it converted. Oh, fair. fair so fair. at the time I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. Anyway, at this point right now, that car is £81,000 mm. in equivalent UK money. Mm. Now, obviously, you'd have to import it here, which means VAT, mm. 20%, mm. plus shipping costs. But it basically makes it 100 grand. You just buy one from here. Well, that's the thing, right? Because obviously I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. I'm going to put it in And the story, I drove it in Cape Town. Now. Oh my God. But actually, and this is, where I was, this is why I'm bringing it up. You know better than me, even though you don't look at Project 7s every day like I do. If they're listed online at 115, 120, 130, and they're mm. not selling that quickly, mm. it probably means on a good day, I could probably find one in the UK for 105. Less. Le- like, so... Well, because it depends on Jaguar. So, mind you, at that point, if they've been around that long, they've all gone fully paid from the dealers. But what happens is, is when they sit around... This is Project 7, not Project 8, remember? So most most of these aren't being sold through Jaguar dealerships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. All right, well, then I won't tell you the story then, but... (laughs) No, no. (laughs) There's no point. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Because they've all been... If if Jaguar sold them, they couldn't give a toss. No, fair. Yeah, but most of these have been bought and are now being resold at specialists or privately. Right, fair. So, yeah, so my, my analysis would have been completely yeah. wrong, so I'm glad you told me that. Glad I jumped in there. Yeah, you did, yeah. But so I mean, they've all speculated and they've all got it wrong. Yeah, I think Sorry that's the problem. That. I think most people, st- it's a, one of those cars that I'm still confident, and I know you're going to laugh, it will be worth 250 grand at some point. Don't choke on your drink. Don't choke on your drink. Uh, uh, mate, then um, they haven't, listen, if something's going to go up in value, in general, it goes up quickly at the start. Wrong. SLS. Yeah, all right, but no, 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 no. If you go back 10 years, it's the other way around. But, 360 but, Challenge for Dali. Yeah, but you're going, you're going back a long way. Modern stuff now, I mean. Modern stuff now. Okay. It goes up straight away and then comes down, in general, and then it fluctuates. Look at the Speciali. Yeah. Same thing. The, 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 10 years ago, it was the other way around. So they, they hit rock bottom, yeah, and then everyone yeah. rushes out and buys them, and then they go back up again. I'm determined to think of some examples. I mean, there will be something, yeah. but in general, that's the rule of thumb. <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> but there's also a rule to say that things are underappreciated at the time, mm. and with time, like the SLS, people go, oh, hold on, that was pretty special. Uh, uh, there are things on the tip of my tongue that I can't quite think of, it, but there are plenty of good examples out there. And I do think Project 7, a bit like the, I oh know that's XKRS GT, they haven't held that much. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I think with time people will look back and will say that those are cars that were pretty special and collectors will seek them out more because they really have just sat there at 130k ever since they came out. Yeah, the fact that they've sat there at that money means that that's not what they're worth because they're still there. Okay. So yes. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to man maths myself into <laughs> no, a project. No man maths. But the thing is, yeah, okay, you're it's probably worth right. fifty grand that car. No, I don't. You even <laughs> dare. <laughs> but don't if it was, it'll sell. Yes, so you're right. Worth. You're right, and, and that's the thing. You know, it's not worth the hassle. As minute I got really carried away and started like calling my dad, saying, "How does import work with me?" <laughs> um, and and even still, I was like, it doesn't really make sense. But because yes, you can probably find a UK Project Seven for hundred grand. But still, as as great as that is, you know, with my whole F-Type story, I'm still looking at half that value. I'm looking at a budget of, you know, 60. So 
Anyway, long story short, I'm not getting a Project 7, but I tried. <laughs> um, so let's move on. Uh, a sort of similar-ish car, I suppose, we can talk about. Vantage. New Vantage, because today a new Vantage got unveiled. Oh, that was another one. The GTR, GT8, when it come out, went up, and now you can't give them away. Yeah, good point. But yeah. I mean, I can I can give you so I'm many I'm sure examples. you can, but I can definitely give you lots of examples as well of other cars that have appreciated trickled up over time. But they're not modern. They're all... They're all... Nor is the Project 7, mate. It's 2016 or something like that. Yeah, but, but that is a modern... That's still Ish. a modern, modernish car. But you're quite right. If you go back like SLS, like Carrera GT, if you go back to that point, then yeah, they were all for nothing... And then they all just creep back up. But there you go. It's with time. It's not old enough. What I'm saying is in another 10 or 15 years, like, you know, that's when they'll start to creep up again. But what I'm saying is modern cars don't do that. If they're going to go up, they go up at the start and then they come back down. And that's why I give you the speciali example. It's like pistas. They went up at the start, they've come back down and then they'll just sort of level out. Because the biggest problem is, the Project 7 is not a very good example of this, there's too many of them. Project 7, no. But the Project 7, because no one wanted it. Yeah. Why did Jack buy build it? I mean, what are they doing? Because they... it's the coolest thing in the world. No. Uh, um, well, obviously not. It's still got them. Everyone help me out. Please comment below if you can think of examples of modern. So what's your remit? Five years? In the last five years? Yeah, last four or five years. Cars that have come out and then over that five-year period have become increasingly more valuable. So not at the start. They haven't, not like a purple So they've gone right that, down. Or, or they've come out and they've sort of stuck. They don't have to go right down, but they've gone up over time. They haven't gone up and stayed up, but they've trickled up. That's what we want, right? Because what I'm saying is the Project 7 came out, 135 grand, it's stuck there, but I reckon over 10 years, it's going to creep up. So there will be one or two, obviously, but in the general market, that's normally what happens because it's all a big rush. Let's all have the first car. Let's look at Speedsters. Mm. Same thing. Mm. Mate, 911 R's. Look at them. 911R is a good example. There's so many. I mean, I could sit here all day. They come up on collecting cars every week, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's, there's too many of them. You're pro- Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Probably right, I just don't oh, want you to be. be. No, no. 
I mean, you get me on media all the time yeah, because no, that's your fair. job. Fine. Right, let's move on because we're going around in circles now. So we're talking about Vantages <laughs> because this morning they unveiled a special edition of the new Vantage, basically celebrating the fact that they've now got the Vantage safety car in Formula One. Now, I thought this was going to be just the crappy wing that they stuck on the back for the F1 stuck on a road car, but it's a bit better than that. They've increased power, made some changes to the chassis. The wing's a bit better looking. They've, che- they've got that new front end. Going to mass produce it? <laughs> it's got to be limited production, hasn't it? So it's a little bit like a Aston Vantage GT4 car or GT3 car. Not that good. Not that oh. good. It's only 25 horsepower more. It's so not, it's like it's an not super stripped out. Is it an so aero here we go. kit 911? Costs, you know, no, it's again more. It's a, it's a Vantage GTS, I suppose. So here we go. Costs 142 grand, so that's 20 grand more. <laughs> uh, the increase is from 503 to 528 horsepower. Torque is the same, but it's available in more of it. It's auto only, no manual. Yep. Uh, different wheels. They've got the new aero kit, which adds 200 count, uh, kilograms of downforce. And then they've given it a whole load of suspension and chassis upgrades. So, like, it has to be a true athlete, more powerful, more agile, more immediate and more exciting to drive. I just don't know why it's took them so long. Well, because it's all around the, F- it's all around the safety car. This isn't a Vantage GT3, even if... That is kind of what it is. It's about supposedly celebrating this whole... It's GT3 money. It is GT3 money. It's not GTS money. But it's not lightweight enough. They haven't reduced any weight. They've just increased some power and made it a bit stiffer, which I'm not sure is going to be the best thing in the world. I can't see anything about it saying it's limited. I think it's just a. I think it's just there. It will be limited. It's an Aston. They're all limited. <laughs> you are you are just in one of those moods today, aren't you? You are just desperate to say controversial things and rile me up. And everyone else. Yeah, and they've done this a convertible version as well. Oh, good. Oh, okay. So where's the wing going? It's still at the back. Oh, good. Um, and what about the extra downfall? That's it's available in three different colours. So not just the safety car colour. Right. Well, well, they can't get that light on a convertible on the top, can they? They can't get what? The light on the convertible. No, they don't get the lights on the road. Oh. It's celebrating the safety car. It's not the safety car. It's celebrating the safety car. Black, white, and green. Oh, green would be nice. The safety car green. Hmm. I hate you so much today. <laughs> and I now know the next topic is going to make me hate you even more. Cool. Because Lotus. Oh, no. They've been developing how the Avaya is going to sound. Their, their EV hypercar. Because, you know, EU regulations mean all hypercars at low speed have to have a sound for safety. For passenger, for pedestrian safety. But obviously all these performance EVs, manufacturers have realised should have some kind of sound anyway to enhance the driving experience. We know about with the Taycan, it's got that sport sound mm. option or whatever. And, and I'm a fan of this because I think it enhances that driving experience. I think without sound, driving an EV fast is weird. I think it mm. needs a noise. And when I was working with Harman Kardon a few years ago, I was speaking to them a lot because they were really working hard to develop manufacture specific sounds because you've got to have a noise which you kind of identify as a Porsche rather than as a Taycan. Like we, if an M4 did a burnout up the drive here at Duke of London, we'd go, oh, it's probably BMW. Like you well, ref- know it's a BMW because it'd be in here. <laughs> <laughs> be upside down on its roof. And Paul Wallace would get out and say, I'm a drifter. Paul Wallace was driving. <laughs> um, but so, you know, so they have to sort of, you know, find a way to, to identify themselves. So Lotus has been working really hard on this, which I think is, you know, good to hear and good to, good to see. And they've actually hired a, produ- a music producer who worked with Britney Spears and Ollie Murs. 
Okay. Oh, you told me this last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he took. Oh, we're pre-recording it. We're redoing this, aren't we? I told you we're going to be talking. Oh, yeah. talking about. <laughs> I did say we're going to be touching on some of the topics we talked about last week that we didn't put in. We didn't put in. Why well, don't you just edit it and load it back in, and then we could have just gone straight. No, because we're wearing the wrong clothes. You know, we're not. We're not. We don't do this half-assed, Tony. Oh, okay. We do it proper. The clothes thing would have been a bit of a problem. It though. would have been odd for those <laughs> yeah. watching. We would have suddenly changed clothes halfway through the podcast. <laughs> now I understand. So we're revisiting the things that we didn't include in last week's episode. Okay. Episode, okay? Fine. So yes, Ollie Mers, Britney says, and he's basically taken the noise from their Lotus 49 DFV engine. I thought you going to say their voices. I was going to say, please don't do that. <laughs> what, everyone like Lotus going, <laughs> If a Lotus sound like Britney Spears. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Hit me baby one more time. <laughs> I mean, it's quite impressive that you know one of her songs. I know a lot of them. I, oh, grew, I grew up in that era. Okay, mate. Mega yeah. fan, are you? Well, I used to fancy her. <laughs> so you well, didn't everyone? Music? Are you yeah, joking? Yeah, Britney Spears, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm glad that you... I'm glad we got that over with. I thought you fancied men at that point, but you fancied Britney Spears. <laughs> that was an easy low blow, which no one Vicky is going to credit you for. I think pleased. I think, Britney fan- I think Vicky fancied Britney as well. Of course. Yeah, who didn't? Not now, but then. Well, I think now still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they've taken the note of a Lotus 49 V8, modified it slightly and given it some electric spin so that when you hear the Avaya, there should be something about you which f- it feels weirdly familiar. It feels Lotus, but feels modern and futuristic. Fair. And I think it's kind of cool. As I say, I, I love these stories. I love heritage. And Lotus stepping into this brave new world of EV hypercars, they've got to tap into somehow their past because that's what really goes for that's their big selling point yeah so by doing this at least you can say if someone goes oh what's that noise you go well actually it's a modified version of i wonder if Harmon Cardin are doing anything with bmw because bmw are not really i think they've half come out and said that they're not going to go fully down the electric route i think they're still you know they're on this synergy fields with with porsche so the thing that they there's a big, a big event a couple of years ago and they're really going the hybrid route mm. very hard for the next five years. So we've obviously got the i range. There's a new i4 that's just come out. We've got the iX3, is it? Like There are electric vehicles coming from BMW on that kind of i department. But for the main fleet, they're really pushing towards hybrid, plug-in mm. hybrids. And you can see it now throughout the range, basically. Um, Harman Kardon obviously worked very closely with BMW uh, and have done for ages because all that sort of synthetic noise in the cabin. Harman had been a you know, of course. a big part of that. Yeah. Um so long time they put BMW, twenty years or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be years. interesting to see, you know, you're right, there's the synthetic fuels, but obviously there's been a lot of noise around hydrogen in the last few weeks. Mm. Porsche and Rimac. I think Porsche bought more of Rimac recently, which yeah. is obviously a big EV push. Then also Volkswagen and Rimac talking about teaming up on Bugatti. Yeah, yeah. So like there's you know there's a lot of you know future tech being thrown yeah. around at the minute. But you're right and I think we're still right that it's not all EV. No, 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 no. I think there will be, even in 2030, there will be still some sort of combustion. Well, yeah, around. hopefully, you know, f- uh, not a syn- synthetic fuels. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Formula One are doing this big, big push now mm. to, to use synthetic fuels over mm. and be carbon neutral. And if they can nail that, that will be huge tech for road cars. Because as we know, everything, a lot of Formula One tech fiddles down to the road cars, mm. you know, flappy paddle gearboxes, Formula One. And then we would have been right, and well done everyone that bought your electric car, because it won't be worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> Slagged us off in the meantime. Yeah, done us. Done ya. <laughs> I'm still tempted though, for a little <laughs> mini electric or something. Um, and I still like Formula E, so go away. Uh, okay, so let's move on to today's top topic, which you're actually going to have to lead on, because this was your idea, and I don't really know where it's going to go, but we're going to give it a shot. Mm. Now, you said to me, 
icons. Yeah. Is Brit- Mo- British icons, motoring just, icons? Just, yeah, so you, you could do the world if you want, but I'm going to focus on British motoring icons that, you know, have meant something. And when I say an icon, it has to have longevity because an icon has to be, and it has to have stood the test of time as well. So it has to still be being made now and still be valuable to families, whether it's 50 years old. You know, it needs to be relevant even now still. So as an example, we couldn't say a Ferrari 250 short wheelbase. Don't make it anymore. But we could say a Ford Transit. Correct. Okay, so that's the we'll kind of thing you think. We'll come back to that. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> Considering you've got one outside, you that, rocked up in. That was, uh, well, that's the company van, as we know. And uh, that was one of my reasons for even bringing it up. Okay, so, so, so yeah. So, okay, I kind of get the gist now. Mm. We're going to have to identify between the two of us what we think. Let's go, let's keep it British. Because we did that whole thing on my whole spiel of like, let's go British. Let's, yeah. You know, let's keep it British. It hasn't got to be a British car, but what I mean is for the British market. Sure, okay. What, what fair the enough. British have bought over the last 60 years. An iconic so. car within the UK. And actually, when you actually really dwindle it down, there's not that many. Because well, you can't say... You can't say... The M3. Well... well you could. <laughs> well, actually, that is the only car that I would think that would probably just get in as... You can't say an M2. No, okay, fine. Do you know what okay, I mean? Okay, so there's, there's, a bit of, there's a gray area, but this yeah. is what we're going to debate. Yeah. Now, this is going to be interesting because I didn't really understand this until just now. So I'm going to be thinking off the top of my head a little no, bit. No, you know, I feel every week. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me in the deep end. No wonder you get so much stuff wrong. Uh, um, so then, do you want to kick things off? Do you want to launch it? So, my top is the Ford Fiesta. The UK's biggest selling car. The UK's biggest selling car. They've been making it since the 70s. Mm-hmm. It does everything a Super Mini did back then and now. It's completely relevant. It's an icon. It's good value. Has it always been popular? Yes. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> I mean, they made a Ford Fiesta popular. It was a model. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Because I think, it, you know, I think it was, was it called... Poplar? Wo- I think it was called a Poplar. Poplar. <laughs> yeah. I think it's got worldwide status in mm. the Pillar Fiesta. Like, yeah. it's not just a UK thing. And it is a kind of go-to, a bit like, well, golf is obviously one we're going to have to that, come on to, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, Fiesta, it's, it's, even if you don't know cars, you know Fiesta. Correct. It's one of those, it's a household name. If it's it, an icon. It's an icon, which is a good point to say. But but over the years there must have been have there been some dodgy generations. I, I don't know, mate. I think they've you know a Fiesta. It does what it says on the tin. Mm. It's always been a little go hatchback, to hatchback, 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 yeah. hatchback. hatchback. <laughs> they make a hot one. Yeah. They make a a diesel one. I don't know if they do any more. Do they make the Fiesta Estate? Uh, no. no. What when you buy the photo? I mean, that was a I'm, stupid I'm, thing to say. They used to make Fiesta van. Not, it's not my. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. It's not that stupid. It's not, not really stupid. a van, though. But yeah. But yeah. Okay. All right. No, not that. St- oh yeah, like a commercial Fiesta. I've Correct. Seen those. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. They're making them a long time as well. So I'm going to go with one then. I think obviously I talked about the golf, but I'm going to go the other side. I'm going to say Range Rover. You're right. Mm-hmm. It was a one. And the one that really stuck out for me is obviously the Defender. No, no, no. Range Rover. But Range Rover as well. Yeah. So Land Rover, Range Rover, for me, they're the... 
you know, it's yeah. the same. And on the lander side, defender, not discovery, Correct. not free lander. No, 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 no. But no, I, I, I would say Ranger, obviously, because now defender has this whole new iteration, this new kind of identity. Rangeover has stuck true to what it's always meant to be from day one. And its popularity, I think, has increased substantially over the years. It's decreased over the last couple of years, but yeah, you're right. Well, because the competition is, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's still, and we've spoken about this before, it's now become the golf of the super luxury SUV world. Yeah, yeah for sure. Where those kind of in the know slash don't really care, that's still what they want. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think it's done amazing. It went through, obviously, it survived the Kardashian years. <laughs> it survived before that, the footballer years. You know, yeah. Range Rover Sport coming along and trying to, I guess, stealing a lot of its market back in the late late noughties, early yeah. early tens, whatever we're going to call that decade. Um, but, you know, it's just always been there. And it, yes, it has its issues, but I think it is an icon. And that name and what it can still do. Yeah, a Range Rover just, and I think, I can be proud of Range Rover. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. It's yeah, a, yeah. And I would still be tempted to have one at some yeah. point in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always say, when people say to me, if you could choose any SUV, it would be a Range Rover. Yeah. Well, they're not the best car, but it's just, it's a Range Rover. It's a Range Rover. And, and it is the, 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 the Volkswagen Golf of an SUV. Um, it, it, it's the Swiss Army knife of, of you know, it does everything. Well, and it always has done. And as we spoke about on the Defender episode we did recently, prior to the newest Defender, it had a better wading depth than mm. the old Defender. I mean, it's a good, it's, it can be good yeah, off-road yeah, as yeah. well. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, it does yeah. it all. Okay, yeah. I'm getting this now. Okay. Right, go on. What's the next one? The Defender. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so same thing, basically. Yeah, but I see, this is where I would start to question you a little bit because of the new one. Because the new one is so different and I think has repositioned Defender entirely. I think it's a little hiccup or a little... The, the line of success has stopped because we don't know where this new Defender is going to go. No, you can't say that. I'll tell you why. Because you just said about the Range Rover. I mean, the old Range Rover was terrible. It was like a Defender. Now look at them now. No, but, you know, but when... Just, they're just... It's just evolution, isn't it? They just get better. No, but when Range Rover... This is the whole point. When Range Rover Classic came out, firstly, what it stood for, what its qualities were, the, the car that you could use in every single environment in luxury and quality and comfort, blah, blah, it stood true to that. And it has evolved, but it's evolved every single generation step mm. by step. Mm. Defender didn't evolve. They made it the same for 60-odd years. Fair. And then they stopped. And then they've come out with this completely you know, different car, which has a lot of, you know, links back to the past, but it's opened up Defenders to an entirely new market. Mm. It's being used in a very different way. Can be, you know, so it makes me go, old Defender, yes, one icon, 100%. But the new one, does it continue that lineage or is this going to be a separate journey, a separate story? I don't think it's a separate. What it is, is, is like you said, it's opened up to a new market to continue the story, essentially. Mm. Because them... People that used to buy Defenders, they won't necessarily buy the new one. They'll continue to buy the old one, which is why they hold their money so well. Um, but me, personally, I wouldn't have an old Defender, not if I you paid you me. Yeah. But I'd have a new one. I'd yeah. add a new one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So so the, the Land Rover but, have had to do that because of the way of the world and the way of the market now. You Regulations told you couldn't keep selling that old car, so they had to do something. But the fact that the name... It's still there, Defender, and it always has been for 60-odd years. For me, it's still it's an icon for that reason. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that the old shape one is. I just don't know if I could agree on the new shape 
continuing that icon lineage yet. Well, we're going to know that. We're going to know. Yeah, don't know that bit yet. But okay, so my next one, the one that everyone yelled at us forgetting for forgetting in the best-selling cars around the world episode, the Mini. That was one. That is one. Now, can we just say for a second when we did that? Oh, you forgot about the Mini. Everyone got so angry. I say everyone. A small group of people got very angry that we forgot the Mini. I don't think we did necessarily forget the Mini. At the time, obviously, they're, they're so BMW owned. I think of it as a BMW car, but of mm. course it is iconic, you know, British mark, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so hands up, we did kind of forget about it. But yeah, one Nikon. I mean, and that's a car which if you think about how it's evolved, that big step it took between the old Mini to the new Mini, um, that was pretty revolutionary as well, but fundamentally has stuck true to its principles, I think. The, the, biggest, the biggest thing about the Mini is that what they've done is they've taken the name BMW and made lots of different variants of it, but you can still buy a normal Mini like you could in the 70s. Okay, it's not... Mini. It's a bit like the Fiesta. <laughs> no, 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 but it's a bit like the Fiesta. The new Fiestas are worlds apart from the old ones. Of course. They are, and they're going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would agree... That was one of the cars that I thought. It, it's an icon. It's an icon, for sure. And I think, you know, the appeal is still there. They're still very, very popular, like the standard minis. Um, and I think when we start talking about icons, you know, it does have to still stay true because, heck, we could go and slap any name on any car and go, oh, it's still got the same badge. And I think that's no. not what we're saying. It's not about the lineage. We're not saying, oh, they, they still make it. It's got to have that appeal. It's got to have that status. Yeah. Where if you drew if you drew a mini on a piece of paper, whether it's the nineteen sixties mini or two thousand and ten mini, people go, oh, "It's a mini." It's a mini. It's a mini. For sure. So that's why it has that that vibe. Ready? Yep. Nine eleven. Well, yes. I mean, duh. I mean, no. <laughs> what? That's the most obvious. I thought we. But said, you can't say Boxster or Cayman, but the nine eleven is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, absolutely. But I mean, I said the Boxster might be. Um, but no. I, uh, but that's like such an obvious, like that's a worldwide icon and yeah, one of the yeah. very few True. that has lived, no, that's a shape, that's a badge that has lived truly to the test of time, but that's also its detriment because people just love to say that they've never changed. It's the same car for Correct. Yeah, yeah. however many years. Would you say that's a British icon though, the 911? Well, like you said, it's a world icon, but it's British as well. Oh, what's it's our market share? British 911 market we, share? We, we, the, behind uh, the US? Yeah, yeah, behind US and China but, uh, and Germany. But apart I was going to say, like, I, I don't not- know. I mean, like, I get it. Of course, you're you're so right, but I don't think of it as a British icon. The nine eleven. I think it is. It's a global sports car icon. It's yes, the be- it's but the, it's the best sports car you could buy. Full yeah, stop. No, okay, okay. This so, is not an excuse. And, 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 this is not lo- an excuse no, no, no. for you to go. Oh, not, it's not a nine eleven fanboy episode. Not We're talking really. About Brit- <laughs> We're talking about British icons. Okay, and I would agree. They be British made though. No, no, I know. And I would agree that the 911 is an iconic sports car around the world, for sure. But I just don't associate it with being a British icon. Like, I don't think most people go, if you said to somebody, name me a, an iconic a car in the UK, I don't think anyone was a 911. They go Mini or Land Rover or like the things we've mentioned. Right. Is a uh, Volkswagen Golf a British icon? Yes. Right. Well, no, no. it's sold around the world. <laughs> it Same is thing. sold around the world. It's made by Germany. But it's not the same thing because... It's the same. It's not. No. The 911... <laughs> how many 911s sell in the UK? How many 911s sell in the UK? It's the best-selling sports car in the UK. Uh, Four thousand... Oh, no, the McCann. Fifteen... What? No, that's Porsche's overall. 911 sell... This is so annoying when you see all these different things. Because what I'm trying to say is 
Yes, it might be an icon, but they don't sell that many compared to a golf. How many golfs sell in the UK? You see what I'm trying to point my like. This is what yeah, I'm trying to say. You like, you can't say it, it, if it's a worldwide icon, it could be a UK icon as well. Like, I would say that the golf is a worldwide icon. Everyone knows a golf, like everyone knows an 11. And and the rules of this game is <laughs> well, you made them up, so I don't know why I'm arguing. I with made you, them golf. up, so I'm right <laughs> again. I've been right a lot today. No, you th- you, you, the problem with you, Tony, is you think you're right most no, of the time. Uh, so sales of the 911 drifted down slightly to 34,800 units in 2019. Oh, How well, many? That's quite a lot then. That's a lot. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so annoyed. In 2019, 58,000 golfs compared to 34,000. I mean, it's still not bad going. Still not though, bad, actually. I mean, when you think That's it's a lot of four times the money. That's a lot of 9-11. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it to you now. You. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. You've got one? Hmm. No, let me... Oh, we mentioned transit. Let's come back to that. Golf? Sorry. Golf you mentioned. Oh, you mentioned that. Well, okay, fine. Golf I mentioned. Do you want to tell, tell ladies and gentlemen why? Why? Well, there's a goal. Okay, that's it then. That's all you need to say. Let me... Okay, hold on a second. There's going to be something. Let me think. Oh, I would say... A BMW 3 Series. I wouldn't say a BMW oh, 3 Series. Why not? I would. I would just about put a an M3 in. Okay. No, no, no. So yeah, because of you know, it was the first real proper saloon M car. Or no. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd put that in. I put an M3 in, but I wouldn't necessarily put a a 3 Series in. Like I don't think it's really. But how long have they been making it? It's Icon. Yeah, but, but is it really like, you know, back in the day, it wasn't really made for the masses. It's only been made for the masses the last sort of 10 or 15 years. Is right. It, you know, but when you... But is a 911 made for the masses? Well, clearly. <laughs> you just yeah, told okay. me it's old. How many, how many, how many? No, uh, now, but no, in the, in the 80s... You, you had to be invited to buy a free series. You couldn't just go and buy one. You, and if you wanted any money off, you'd get a set of mats, if you're lucky. Right. You know the dealers used to take the CD players out of the cars when they come from the factory and then sell them back into the car. That, that's how to get the deals done. And that Incredible. wasn't that long ago. That was like maybe 20 years ago. So they were very select. Okay, Whereas fair. the Fiesta was, apps and the Golf churned yeah. out. And it was, you know, you had to be... But what I'm saying is, is that until the last 10 or 15 years, you had to have a right few quid to buy a 3 Series BMW. Okay. That's why I don't... I'd, the M car, maybe, because it's just special. But otherwise, the 3 Series, I don't think so for that reason. And you're right, the M3's always meant something. And I think I even Correct. talked about it when we were talked about the... You know, it's it's an important car within the automotive mm, world. From yeah. enth- Have you noticed, though, how many adverts they're doing around the M3 at the minute? Yeah, but they are pushing that car hard. Yeah, but they did with the last one. Did they? they? I don't remember. They do. I mean, Mercedes and Audi don't really do it with their AMG and RS cars. No. But BMW, they always really hammer the M cars. They always do, but they, oh. they sell millions of them for well, that no, reason. Fair, I mean, like, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But you know, are you a fan of Friends? Yeah, yeah. So do you remember that episode when Chandler and Joey, when I think Joey owes Chandler some money or Chandler owes Joey some money and he makes up a game? No, I don't remember. I feel like you're just changing the rules on me left, right, and centre. Is what well, I'm, I'm trying not. to say. <laughs> I'm not. And I feel like basically just so we agree with you <laughs> <laughs> with all of your cards. So I'm a bit stumped, but I feel like you must have a couple of others coming got, into this. I've got one that you would probably not think of. Okay, go for it. The Mazda MX-5. 
That's a little motoring icon. Been making it forever. It's the it's the little go to convertible sports car. It's still really good as well. Ah, oh, you know, I think you've done well. It's good value. Oh, I've got one. Sorry. Got one. No. <laughs> it's good. It's really good value. Yeah. It, it is honestly the go-to. Yeah. I mean, they have race series with them. Of well. course. Yeah, no, no. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a go-to enthusiast yeah. car, but also like convertible weekend car. It's just a good, you know. Not changed a lot. No. So that there is There were so them. many when you think about it, because I'm going to go with it. Fiat 500. And I know you're going to say, oh, the latest generation, but the Cinquecento, like popular in Italy. <laughs> um, it's a car, it's a, it's a shape, it's a, it's a brand, like everything about it is iconic, I think. Yeah, but again, I'd th- I would say that that's not a British icon. I'd say that's an Italian icon for a car. If you go to, and like the Panda, not yeah. here, I mean, they do sell a lot of them here, they but sell a, there's so many 500 on the road. There was a huge gap though, mate, where they didn't make them. And that's mm. why it's not an icon for me because, because it's not <coughs> at that longevity. Renault Clio. No, oh my God. again, it's not. It's not been made for long Jeep enough. Jeep Wrangler. No, <laughs> really love cars. <laughs> but there's really not many, mate. When you think of the, you know, have they been making them for 30, 40 years and they're still relevant now? When you actually think Fiat 500, big gap, the mm. Renault Clio, 20 years, been making it 25 years, not long enough. <laughs> People buy the Fiesta. You know, it's not the yeah. go-to car. Yeah, like okay. the Golf is the go-to hatchback. The 911 is the go-to sports car. Like the Mazda, the go-to little sport. Range Rover. They're mm. all the go-to iconic cars. Mm. There's not many. There's not many. When you actually really dwindle it down. And now... Could you say the Lamborghini Aventador? Because that engine has been used since the 60s. So, I thought about <laughs> this. And there isn't... I don't <laughs> think... Apart from Porsche. But I don't think there is a... I mean, there are iconic Ferraris and iconic Lamborghinis, uh, obviously. Uh, 360, hello. But, but not for the... not. But not for the... the they don't fit our parameters, no, obviously. No, but the engines do. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and I, I mean, I joke about the 360, but you could trace that back to a Dino and trace that all the way up to an F8. So I, I, I would agree that the Ferrari V8 is an iconic engine yeah the lamborghini v12 is also a, but not the cars the engines yeah but not a ferrari v12 because they had the test yeah 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 probably the ferrari v12 but the engines not because they obviously they're not quite the same engines and they all go in different cars they don't mm, make them mm. cars for you know for for our parameters people are going to be screaming at us now but for our parameters for what remember what we can said can we say it's your parameters because I'm still not sure I follow but my the rules. parameters I mean this is my game oh exactly <laughs> no, that, but, I mean that's my point that's exactly what I'm saying like I have nothing to do with this and clearly any of my suggestions are wrong but. no they are you was right mate with most of them <laughs> yes there okay. was only like one or two sure well I'd be interested to see what other people would suggest because there will be icons out there that we haven't thought of. Um, so try and think, you know, so just to recap what, the rules, these are iconic cars within the UK mm-hmm. that probably, according to your non-official criteria, have been made since the 60s or the 70s. They've got to be, it's longevity. Longevity, popular longevity. Stand the test of time. Stand so the they're t- still being made now. And they're still popular now. They're still popular now, not mm-hmm. just being made and they sell two of them. And, 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 Everyone knows what they are. And it's a mark. It's not a brand. So you can't go along and say TVR. No, no, no. It's no, got to no. be a specific model. 
and arguably one of the biggest is the full transit. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be the biggest. It's got it? to be well, that with the Fiesta, probably. Yeah, and the, maybe the Golf. That is one of the biggest motors, and it's not even a car; it's a van. It's a van. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I've lost interest in your game because everything I say is wrong. So <laughs> we're going to wrap not. things up. <laughs> there's just really not that many. You do like when you actually actually hone in on it. Yeah, there's well, not we'll that see. many. Some people will come up with some good ideas. I am sure. I'm going to read every comment. I mean, you I always do, do mate. Yeah, you always yeah. do. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, turn on notifications. If you want to listen to us, we're available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all your other usual podcast players. If you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on Instagram and I think on Twitter as well. He's always looking for stock. The man's looking for stock. So if you're selling your car, which is 0-4 years old. 0-4 year old, sports, prestige, hot hatch and performance. SUV. Get in touch with them. Thank uh, you. <laughs> if you want to follow me, I'm seeing through glass pretty much everywhere. We will be back with you for another episode following the first race reaction of my new F1 series next week. Uh, I'm not in that one. No, 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 you're not part of the F1 series, no. mate. Stick out, stay out of it. I'm going to come on for a couple. No, you're not. Going on no, you. you're not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll be back with you soon. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 